Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, business in the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing the success of businesses and communities around the world through the imagination of our people and smart technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about creating choices or options in pricing. So, Ron? Yes. I've... This show, this show will go down as as me doing the least amount of prep work ever, or technically, if you think about it, the most amount of prep work ever. If you include all of the times that you and I have delivered this material and thought about it and talked about it, and <laughs> our lives and have been leading up to it. it. Our lives <laughs> exactly. have been leading up to this moment. <laughs> so there was there was little prep time this week, but it's just been a twelve year journey in in a lot of ways on this. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with a story that I put in a white paper, which we'll make available as part of the show notes, and it, it opens up with a with a situation that actually happened to me uh, as as you know Ron we, my wife and I we have two children and Christine reads the parenting books and I read the business books and we decided that they're actually the same thing they just you know replace you know search and replace on certain concepts and right. just the terminology is different but in theory it's all the same and one of the the things that we came across in this parenting system called Love and Logic, which if any of you are familiar with that, would love to hear about. It. It's a great kind of system, really. I I, I found it very helpful uh, in in child rearing. Is this notion of giving choices to your kids? And let me give you a specific example. There, you know, you, and th- you'll typically see this out on a playground. You know, there's a a, a parent there who's got a you know, a three-year-old kid running around the playground. And then, you know, the way it works is, you okay, five-minute warning, right? <laughs> and the kid just keeps on playing, ignoring the parent. And then it's, okay, two-minute warning, one-minute warning, 30-second warning, the countdown is on. And then they go in there, all right, it's time to go. And the kid is, like, screaming, yelling, very upset, can't take it. And, you know, and then there's a big, huge scene. Well, one of the things that Love and Logic suggests is that instead of doing just that straight countdown is that you would say something like this instead. Hey, Jimmy, do you want to leave now or in five minutes? Mm-hmm. Five minutes, right? Because right? that's the answer. <laughs> do you want to leave now or in two minutes? Two minutes. All right. And instead, so what you're doing is you give the choice. And then when you get to the time where it's time to go, it's like, okay, it's, it's time to go. 
And now I can't say that my kids never had meltdowns because they did. Right. That's that's just how things are. But I can say that in my observation that my kids had significantly fewer meltdowns than the parents that were using the, you know, countdown system as opposed to the choice system. And I believe that this is because we as human beings are just absolutely predisposed to liking the fact that we have choices. Yep. I, I, I love that story. So because of this, this is in a relation to what we're going to talk about today, and one of the things that we find absolutely shocking about how most professional firms operate is that they oftentimes just they give a lack of choice, right? They give their prospective customers and sometimes even their customers with new things, you know, it's a take it or leave it price. Here, here's what it's going to be. Or worse still... Worse still, Ron, if they're billing by the hour, they give that range range of hours, right? <laughs> you know, some somewhere between, you know, sixty and eighty hours. This is going to take, and then they of course break the hours into different subcategories, and and you know then then it's like this back and forth over. Well, can you move four hours from here to six hours from here? And our people are really smart. Why do you have this 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 many hours for training in there? It's going to take us less. La 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 la. Right. And, you know, and you get into these conversations about it. The reality is, is that and it took me a long time to realize this, that a range, a, a price range is actually the worst thing because it's an infinite number of choices along that spectrum. Yeah. Right. You know, somewhere between six thousand and eight thousand. And, you know, imagine if you imagine if you went into the store and then, you know, how, like, how much is this half gallon of milk? Oh, it's between two and four dollars. <laughs> and and Ed, I, I did that all the time. When I build by the hour, I gave ranges. And, and like I always say, we do it because it makes us feel good, but it, it does nothing for the customer. It just confuses them and I think annoys them. Oh, yeah, because the and you know, here, here's what happens is the customer hears the low. Yep. Right, you hear the high plus 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 ten percent, ten percent for change requests. Don't forget that. Yep. yep. Um, you know, and, and now now and then we're, then we're surprised when there's a conflict at the end. Right, we're actually shocked when we bill some. Even if we bill in the middle, and and you know the in one of my first books I said, well, look, if you're smart enough to come up with a range at the outset, then quote the high end and shut up. Yes. But now. My mind has been totally altered on this. I've changed my mind that the, the most strategic thing to do is offer options. And as much as I love your parent you know, story, you're only giving the kid two options. We're suggesting that businesses should provide at least three options. And I, I was just able to point this out. I know you always point this out. I love it. It's one of my favorite examples in New York. I pointed out. You know, I show a car wash establishment. Your typical car wash establishment gives us three choices. And I say, mm-hmm. why is it that car wash establishments have more sophisticated pricing than a lot of firms or businesses in general? Yep. 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 And and look, the, the first example that I can think of this, and it probably was done before that, is the Sears catalog of the late 1800s, right? Good, better, best. Yep. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we could have called this show good neighbors or good fences equals good neighbors or good customers, but nobody would know what that meant. So, <laughs> uh, well, but, and then, then we'd have one listener who would point out that the poem is an irony and it's not yes. really about good fences and good. <laughs> ever like, okay, okay. Yeah. Got yeah, it, yeah. I, I've heard all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because fa- in pricing, it's called fences, right? That's why you say that. Because in, in pricing, the difference, the differences between the choices that you develop, that's called a fence. Right. Yep, absolutely. And and it, it does a lot it, it does a lot of things as we'll talk about, but one of the main things it does is it keeps your pricing integrity intact because there's a direct correlation between value and price, right? If you're adding more value, uh, then you're getting a higher price. So if you're sitting in first class, yeah, you know you're paying more. If you're sitting back in coach, you're paying less. And those are fences between those different options and they're really important concepts. Yeah, the the airlines, I mean, even have the temerity to put up bulkheads. Like, there's actual physical barriers between the two. What's the the episode <laughs> of Seinfeld with Elaine? I just want to see. Yeah, and, and the and the flight attendant closing the curtain and just taking one last peek at everybody back in coach, and she goes, "If you only worked harder," <laughs> and then closes the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but you know, but everybody is is sort of getting in on this act. I mean, we we think right now that the the best organizations at doing this in on the planet are hotels. Yeah, definitely, I would believe they're one of them. I also think Ed insurance companies are are good mm-hmm. at this as well because they have a lot of different ways to create different types of options, which we can get into. But, you know, another thing I wanted to point out about this whole concept of creating choice, I put this under the category of how you price is often more important than how much you price. Bingo. Right? I mean, I think this is becoming a really, really important concept that how you, what your monetization model is, is really, really important. Because a bad monetization model can be worse than the wrong price. Agreed. And and I just you know just to, on that point, if you think about Uber, you know it took Uber five and a half years to surpass the market cap of hundred and seven year old General Motors. <laughs> think about that for a minute. Um, not only does this show you that we live in the knowledge economy, right, and all of that, but it also shows you that the model that Uber selected, its pricing model, its, its monetization model, uh, was a combination of dynamic pricing, obviously, right, because they have the surge pricing, but also they used, they did use a penetration pricing strategy that, that, that worked for them. Now, that obviously doesn't count for the surge pricing that they, but the, that they implement every now and then, but, you know, they picked the right monetization model that I really think helped them launch that company. Well, they're still doing it, too, because I went to – I commuted this week, Ron, to Chicago on Wednesday. Commuted mm-hmm. to Chicago. Yep. So yep. I, so I went, went up there, and, and I, as soon as I landed, I was on a O-Dark 30 flight. Landed about 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, and, I, and I, there was no, no line for the cab. So I didn't call the Uber. I just got in the cab, and the cab took me over to uh, where, where I was going. And, and the, the cab was okay. I mean – but as soon as I said I was going to this particular place, it was a restaurant in, what is it, Schlumberger? I always mispronounce that, so one of our Chicagoites will have to correct mm. me. But, um, but, he, but, he, but the, the guy said, you know, that's, that's, that's meter, meter plus a half. 
<laughs> right. Uh, you know, and now I'm clearly a business guy. I've, I mean, because I don't have any luggage. I've just got my my you know my my duffel bag with, or not my my you know suitcase, uh, carry-on case with my computer bag in it, right? And that's all I'm doing. Like, if he thinks I actually care that it's meter and a half, right? He's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry to the shareholders at Sage, but I, you know, is doing a presentation for them, and this is all within company policy, etc. Right? You get in the cab and you go where you need to go, right? I'm, I'm, I'm actually saving the fact that that way I didn't do a hotel night there. Right. Sure. So anyway, so it was like, you know, the first thing. And of course, that there's a big barrier between me and him and, you know, glass partition. And, you know, we finally get there and I swipe the credit card and I do all of the stuff and the tip thing comes up and I'm like, OK, whatever. And, you know, leave, get out of the cab. OK, so I pay whatever. I do my presentation and I, and I go now I'm leaving from this restaurant at about one o'clock in, in, in the uh, afternoon. And so I'm like, OK, well, now is the time for Uber because I'm not going to call a cab. Right. So I Uber. I get a I get a top of the line black car Mercedes Benz. Right. The guy pulls up and he has what is my distinguishing characteristic between a five star driver and a four star Uber driver. And that is he's got the iPhone charger Charger. already plugged in in the back for me. Yes. Right. So that's how that's that Uber drivers out there. That's how you earn five stars for med classes. You have the iPhone charger or whatever. Like there's other chargers, but, but but ready to go in the back seat. I like right. water too, but but I yeah, get your yeah, point. Yeah, water water's good, but but that's the, the you know, the, but they all like wa- they all do water. The differentiator for me is the is the is the the charging cable. Anyway, so I get there, when you know, Ron, it was $10 cheaper than the cab ride. <laughs> and it was a more pleasant experience. And it was a more pleasant experience. Right? And but I but I did choose between the point of the story is I did choose Uber Black between the other choices because that I wanted I wanted to get there the way I wanted to get there. Well, that I was in New York. I, I basically did a commute to New York almost, uh, although I did stay the night. But um, when leaving, I was downtown New York, right off Broadway. So you can imagine, and you know what a ride to Newark Airport is normally. Right? It's 20 minutes. Yep. One and a half hours oh. in an Uber car because... I don't know what was going on in New York. Obama was there. Something was going on. They had tons of streets closed. Cops are all over the place. It was just a nightmare. Just a nightmare getting through the, the Lincoln Tunnel. But I was surge priced two times. And I still did Uber. Now it's a $170 ride. But, you know, a normal a cab would probably be like 80 or 100 So it's still, a, a cab would have been more. Um, you know, normal cab is 80 bucks or so from, from there. Just normal traffic, so it was still less. So pretty, pretty impressive. Yep. Nope. I agree. And the guy did not have water, by the way. <laughs> but he did have the phone well, charger. But he didn't have. See, water. there you go. I'm a, I don't I, think all of them do it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to talk when we get back, Ron, about some of the techniques that you and I have developed over the years, like. Like you and I developed them, actually, that we pilfered, stole, blatantly ripped off from other people who are way smarter than us, uh, and, and in in the creation of these these choices or the the fences bet- between the different options, and we'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk about some maybe a guide to to offering options as well. But right now, we want to let you know that. You can visit us at on the web at www.thesoulofenterprise.com. That's where we have our website for show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. You can also buy a copy of our, our book there, The Soul of Enterprise, and as well as 
potentially download and listen to all of the shows that we've done previously. And we're coming up on episode 100, so we're pretty proud of that. But right now, we want to hear from our sponsors, and that is Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have, but have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here talking about creating and pricing customer choices. And Ed, here's, here's a mini epiphany for you before we get into your white paper. You talk about access level agreements, and we also kind of always talk about the idea of how we like the idea of selling insurance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we refer to it as sleep revenue or whatever, but I actually think there's a distinction here between an access level agreement and insurance. And, And I'm talking specifically about the language that we use to communicate this, right? It, mm-hmm. We buy mm-hmm. insurance primarily for things we don't want. Correct. <laughs> I, I don't want earthquakes. I don't want termites. I don't want death. I don't want disability. But access level agreements may be for things that we do want, right? I do want somebody to take care of my technology and, and yes. you know, uh, uh, fix things when they're broken, keep me up and running. I want to be able to access my lawyer, my CPA when I have questions or I'm trying to, to do something. So I, I, I think there's a, a valid distinction there just psychologically in, in terms of the language that we use to present these. I agreed, which is why I, I do, don't use the word insurance. I will sometimes use the word assurance. Right. Right. Because I think that there's a difference there. And it it does depend on the framing, though. Right. Because you could like some some, for example, IT firms sell, look at it more more as insurance. In other words, I'm selling you guaranteed uptime. 
Yes. Right. So, so what what are you buying? Well, you're you're not. You're, so, so it's you know it's it's like the insurance. You, you don't want an earthquake to happen. Well, I don't want my system to go down. Yes. Right. So I'm buying not system down. That's what I'm buying. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right? No, it's true. But but I think your point is extraordinarily valid because for most professionals, it is sometimes beyond that, and it's it is is not just hey I don't want to get sued, and so I'm going to pay a lawyer, right? It's I might have legal questions that I want to be able to ask to prevent something bad from happening, and I want access to this particular professional. I want access to their brain on an as-needed basis. Right, and, and then I start thinking about it in terms of concierge medicine and think, well, that's kind of both. I mean, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to go to the doctor, right, but I also want them there if I need them. So it's kind of a hybrid that I haven't, haven't fully fleshed out yet, but yeah, well, because but you don't want catastrophic, right? You you right. You, you you don't want cancer, but you you do want to be you do want somebody to be able to treat a common cold, right? Diagnose things and and assure right. me and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. listen, you wrote a, what I think is a great white paper for Sage called "Creating Access Level Agreements," and I, I it's really well done. Now it's kind of written for accountants, so you're you're using accounting examples, but you, you you walk the reader through how to build access level agreements by using choices. Correct. And, uh, you know, whether you call it green, gold, platinum, like American Express, and your your fences or, or the, the things that you're putting in there to build mm-hmm. fences around our response time right. meetings. And, 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 the, and for this one, you have IRS representation. Uh, and you do a couple other really innovative things in this paper, but talk about that just in general, the response time and the meetings and any other things yeah. you can think of. Yeah, sure. And the the, the, the first thing, and, and you mentioned it, is, is yes, we're developing three choices. So green, gold, platinum, and, you know, perhaps we can talk about black card later, but that is, that is I consider that almost a separate topic. And t- t- to notice that, that the way that American Express do, does it is, is, a, is a good foundation for it. Um, and then the first thing that I, I think is important for any professional to put in their access level agreement is how quickly are you going to get back to a customer who self-selects a, a particular access level, right? right? Green, gold, to platinum. Let's let's just stay stay with those for the sake of argument. And th- then the example that I use is and as why and why speed speed is important. Is the, I use a, the, a, a technology example, which is the, a print, models of printers, right? So if you go into the Best Buy, otherwise known as Amazon Showroom, by the way, uh, so you go into the Best Buy and you'll see the Hewlett Packard series of printers, the 700 series. They have the 710, the 730, and the 750, right? And the 710 is the cheapest, the 750 is the most expensive, and there'll be a, like a little you know, other than the price, the next thing on the little card that distinguishes it, there'll be a little asterisk, and the and you'll find out that okay, the seven ten is six pages a minute, and the seven thirty is ten pages a minute, and the seven fifty is sixteen pages a minute, right? Yep. Now, if you were the engineers designing the seven hundred series of printer. Would you a design the seven ten and figure out a way to speed it up, or b 
design the 750 and then slow it down? Well, the answer is pretty obvious that you design the 750 and slow it down. And that's exactly what they do. In fact, what they do is they, 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 you know, put, they write additional code that they put on a chip and they, you know, stamp into the sucker and said, you know, don't print so fast. You're not a 750. You're only a 730. All right. So slow down. Yep. Right. So from a, from, from a cost accounting perspective, Ed, now I'm a jellyfish because you're basically (laughs) telling me there's higher costs on the cheaper printer. That's exactly correct. That's exactly correct. In pure cost accounting terms, the cheaper printer has a higher is higher cost. Now, you just shattered yeah, my worldview. Eh, no, I know, but they, they, but they, but there you know there may be other things. Yes, they might substitute out other parts, and then something might be made out of plastic instead of metal, or some you know whatever, right? But but in form and function, that that's basically it, right? And they, they and they still do that 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 reduction of speed to slow down the product. So what this shows is that that clearly one of the things that's important is how quickly does something happen, right? Yes. And 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 I think that you know this and this is this is again this whole we're back to time, Ron, right? And this yep. this really struggling with this this notion of time is that when you think of time. In t- terms of duration, then time is a constraint, not a resource. And what you're paying for is time, but what, you're, what, what people are paying for is the, the, the quickness of the response, not the amount of time that's actually spent. Yep. And this, this confuses a lot of people, but I firmly believe, uh, you know, and I'm, I guess my you know, N equals one here in terms of sample size. I look at myself as the example is I'm more concerned about how quickly are you going to get back to me than anything from a Absolutely. No, me too. I mean, we, when, when I practice, we had a plan on my copier that if, if during tax season, you know, those months, if the thing went down, they'd be out there in an hour or two hours. I, I don't remember, but you know, that was important to us. Because back then, you know, it was all paper-based, and it was still, uh, that was critical. Right. Yep. And, yep. and you see this with FedEx, don't you? I mean, we, you know, you, you send something same day, like body organs, or something overnight, or two-day, or three-day. We're, we're used to this. We're mm-hmm. used to this. Um, and, and, and I think uh, professionals need to, need to realize this more, that that response time is critical. Yep. No, I totally agree. I totally agree, and I think, and that's that's really the 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 first insight that I had in creating these access level agreements with people is that the the number one driver has to be that response time because in most cases I won't say all but in most cases that's clearly what's important and then you ask well how long should the responses be I don't know that depends on your customer base I mean the, the in the white paper I suggest that platinum is within one hour gold is within three hours and green is within six hours but heck it could be one hour for green, 30 minutes for gold, and 15 minutes for platinum. Uh, it right. doesn't matter. Right. right? That's going to vary by business and customer base and all of that. Right. Right. So what is critically important, again, is that you create that that clear fence between the two. And and this is the other tip that I often then say is, okay, listen, here, and this is where the discipline comes in on the side of the, the professional, is look, when that gold customer calls in and say you gave the gold a three-hour response rate and the platinum a one-hour response, you cannot call them back right away, even if you're sitting around doing nothing. Nothing, yeah. 
You have to wait got, at least. You've got to wait. You've got to wait at least one, one hour, one minute. Yeah, exactly. At least, yeah. at least that period of time, because otherwise, the you're degrading your price integrity. I mean, the you know, I think the I stole this example from you is like you know, Fed, FedEx oftentimes will deliver uh, to my house. They'll deliver something in the morning and then come back in the afternoon. Now, if it's not Christmas time, there th- that truck isn't going back to the FedEx office to get reloaded up with the later packages it's already in the truck but the driver doesn't even know he's coming back until later right you know and of course the reason why they do this is they don't want to degrade the price integrity they don't want you to say okay well if i want a package shipped overnight well i what i do is i send an empty envelope priority Mm -hmm. and then fedex will deliver the package with it yep exactly so. Even though, Ed, it's less efficient and the, the, the lean Six Sigma belts would tell them to deliver both packages at once, the pricers are going, no, there's a yep. different value proposition here. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that makes the lean Six Sigma people. That's the, it, it, that, so you, you were a jellyfish as a cost accountant. Now the lean Six Sigma, Sigma people are jellyfish. Right. And, <laughs> and the other thing that you – efficiency. <laughs> the other thing that you put in here at our meetings, which which I also think is really good for almost any type of professional firm, is that you know that belly button, the belly button contact is so important. But yes. you know you can, and, and it gives you a chance to schedule things in advance, right? So you can plan Absolutely. your capacity. Absolutely, and and what you want to do is you 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 want to make these meetings. Th- these are not, hey, we'll give you up to three meetings. Call us when you need us, and we'll schedule these meetings. No, no, no. These are, that, you know, here's here's the buzzword, right? These are proactive meetings that the professional sets as soon as the access level agreement is entered into. Okay, our meeting will be on whatever date, right? Yeah. Now. Will it? Can it change? Yes. Move up, down, based on schedules. Yes, but it should be immediately put on the calendar, and say these are the dates for when we're going to do our meeting, and and we'll we'll figure it out from there. And the the one you know how I learned this from Ron, my air conditioner people. Yes, down in Texas here. Right, because the air conditioner people, like I was terrified after moving to Texas. Like I'm originally from New York, so I'm like, if you know, imagine the air conditioning breaks and it's 108 degrees. I mean, forget <laughs> it. So I wanted to find somebody who would guarantee, first of all, a response time. Right, they would come out no matter what, whatever time, and fix the air conditioning. But what I also wanted was somebody who's going to make sure that they had to maintain the units, which they do, and they do it twice a year, and they do it in the spring and the fall when they are least busy. And they schedule them ahead of time. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. So, and the, you know that, and that's that's when he he you know comes in and checks checks my stuff, and he sprays it with my hose, by the way, and knocks on the door. Hey, you know your flux capacitor? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it. <laughs> well, this hey, is great, Ed. And and when we, we have to take a break, but when we come back, Ed, I'm going to ask you about some other great strategies I think you have embedded in this white paper that I think are really brilliant. But in the meantime, folks, you can contact Ed or myself at asktsoe at verisage.com. And thank you for uh, people that have been emailing us with various uh, things from prior shows. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Paul Hayden, who sent us a great email some very thought-provoking comments on our uh, economic puzzle and paradoxes show. So shout out to him. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Quanta CRM. We're 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We believe great companies can become even greater by challenging the status quo within their companies. The latest challenge to your status quo? The way people buy has changed. Buyers now control the majority of the front end of the sales process. Sellers must learn to facilitate a buying process, not conduct a sales process. Social buying signals are an opportunity for sales. Learn more. Go to quantacrm.com slash ABC to request a copy of the white paper, Always Be Closing, a guide to the new art of social selling. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about creating and pricing customer choices. And we'd like to remind you, you can go to the soul of enterprise.com. We will have full show notes and we'll definitely post uh, a download for Ed's white paper on creating access level agreements, which I think is excellent. So if you have any interest in this topic, you're definitely going to want to read that. And please check out on the uh, soul of enterprise.com our live events page where you have the opportunity to see where Ed and I will be speaking uh, in public. And uh, if if you happen to be in the neighborhood, we'd love to meet you. So, Ed, you know, you put some other things in, in this uh, white paper as well that folks can use besides just response time and meeting meetings. You Like if you're a CPA firm or law firm, IRS representation, you know, mm-hmm. so the fact that we represent you if, if something happened with the IRS or maybe it's a power of attorney. Um, and, you know, we're limited only by our imagination with these choices because mm-hmm. on top of meetings, I could see board meetings. You know, are we yep. going to present to the board? And if so, how often? Quarterly, monthly, whatever. But so outside of just, you know, how, how many how many different uh choices you could give people in, in terms of all the different things you could differentiate on. Talk to me about the no plan level, because I think this is really a brilliant <laughs> strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And so usually after I go through this whole presentation, someone will say something like, okay, but what if, what if the current customers that I have, what if, what if they don't want to go on the plan? What if they don't want to be on my green, gold, or platinum? And I said, okay, well, then what we need to do is you need to define no plan. You have to define what that is. And people say, oh, well, do I just keep billing them by the hour? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. So you define no plan. So you say, okay, fine. You're not on a plan. That's fine. By the way, so what's your response time? 
What's the response time for no plan? <laughs> well, you know, I can tell, tell you this. If your green plan is six hours, it's going to be longer than six hours. Right. Right? Significantly longer than six hours. Maybe it's, you know, all right, so let's just even say a day. So it, well, I'll get back to you within a day. Now, what you do is you make it clear to the customers who don't pick a plan that, hey, they're going to wait six hours for a call. And then if they say, well, well, what if I want to call back sooner? Well, be on a plan. Well, no, I just want, I just, I don't want to be on a plan, but I want a call back sooner. Okay, well, here, I'll sell you one for $501. Well, that's $1 more than the plan. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Buy the plan. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and then, pe- pe- well, won't I lose customers doing this? Won't, and, you know, the answer is this is the tough love portion of the show run. Yes, you will. Yes, there will be, there will be, but you're not really losing them. These people are not your customers. And this goes, gets back to the whole diatribe that I've done on many shows previously is the difference between customer and client, right? They, they are, they, it is not their custom. It's not their custom to interact with you. So they're not, they're not a customer. You think they are a customer, but they're not. So you're, yes, you quote unquote losing them. But they're not, they're not, you're not really losing them. Uh, and, and I think that's a really good point. And, and what you're doing is you're now actually creating capacity to serve the customers who do go on a plan, who are, who do value it as what you do. You know, one of the organizations that I help do this, put this in practice on and I, I will leave his name out of it because it's not fair. But he, he, Ron, he said this to me. Is that they, they went from billing by the hour and having six figures in over 30 days receivables mm-hmm. to putting this in play and then having seven figures in the bank. Yeah. Yep. I think I was there when he told you that. Mm-hmm. And just that's just amazing. Uh, it's this is just great. And like you say, if they're not on a plan, if they're not on an access level agreement, they're not a customer. And I think that's that's a very fair point. Now, I do think that this means that you have to price your your lowest pl- price plan has to be fairly aggressive. It's it, I wouldn't necessarily call it a penetration price, but I would call it a new probably a neutral price. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure. But to the extent that you can come up with these other value-added things that you could throw in, like additional meetings or strategy sessions or, you know, if you're a technology firm, I guess, upgrade or diagnostic, Mm -hmm. right? Those types of things. Lunch lunch and learns. You know, there's all of these these things that you can – admission to your customer conference or some kind of a conference of of, – in the industry conference. Heck, heck, Sage Summit 2016. (laughs) Ron and I will be there. Um, And and Ed, these things are – Those kinds of things. Yeah, and all of those things, those types of things, the marginal cost is practically zero, and yet that additional revenue just drops to the bottom line. That's correct. And and look, one of one of the key things is in to, in defining the no plan is to make make sure that on on certain things you put prices on them. Right? So for example, if you have face-to-face meetings on your plan, like green you get one, gold you get two, platinum you get three. In the no plan option, what you do is you put a price for a face-to-face meeting for people who are on no plan. 
And what that does, look, nobody, probably the people who are on no plan are not going to buy it. They're not, they're, but they're, what it does is it drives value up in the chain. So those that are looking at the plans going, oh, okay, so a meeting is worth 500 bucks. Or so two meetings are worth a thousand dollars. Three meetings are worth fifteen hundred. So the, the, and, and it, it builds the value in their mind. This is one of the great examples of something I think we talked about last week, which is just just the, the your your very mechanism of pricing can actually create value. Yep, I I love it that 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 no plan is actually kind of a little bit of an anchor in terms of what things are worth for people that are making one of the choices, and it will probably nudge them to trade up yes absolutely so ed the other thing you talk about in the white paper is developing a black card and and you even suggest that they do it just like american express by invitation only make it exclusive correct Correct. explain this a little bit What, what what are some of the things you've seen like technology firms put into a black card option well, what they basically what you know they they do is uh, response time is like immediate, unlimited, you know, satellite cell phone with an <laughs> electric cattle prod attached to it. If it goes off, it you know shocks the professional into answering the call at whatever time, day or night. Right. You know, and again, you're only given this like American Express. You're only going to invite customers that you trust who won't quote abuse close quote this right. So they're they're only people that that you you think are deserving to be in your black card offering, and it might even be something that you don't even advertise. Like you can't apply for a black card on American Express; they have to invite you in. So same kind of deal. And then you know maybe this is that you unlimited face to face meetings, uh, any anything that they will you know get them Super Bowl tickets. I mean you, you can just you know, completely go off the charts here, right? Of completely customizing specifically what it is that they want. And, you know, I had, I had one organization, it was a four person organization that put this into practice and the, they, they, they were ready to, to um, pitch the black card. And it was the salesperson and the owner of the organization who was not the salesperson. It was this owner of the organization was much more technical, and they're they're driving in in uh, his car, the owner's car, on the way. And the entire way there, this guy is complaining to the salesperson who is not an equ- did not have an equity stake in the company, saying, you know, th- this Ed Kless guy, he's you know, we're we're never going to get this. We way overpriced this. They're gonna, you know, they're really gonna be they're gonna be. In fact, they're gonna be angry that we're even doing this. So no, it's gonna be fine. So they get there, they they pull in. They present the black card plan. The guy picks up a pen, signs it, and throws it back to them immediately. <laughs> like, like just <laughs> nothing, right? They get back in the car, and they're not like out, they're not out of the parking lot. And the owner says to the salesperson, "Damn it, we left money on the table." <laughs> Ungrateful wretch, you know. Absolutely, uh, but. But and look, is this an outlier story? Yeah, probably. But is it is it impossible to happen to people? No, I don't think so at all. I, especially those that have really taken good care of their customers. Absolutely. And why wouldn't you want to give something of really incredible value to your top one two percent of customers? They want to be treated special, Ron. Absolutely. They want to be. 
Absolutely. It's another thing I love about the whole access level agreement is it does treat people in a customized fashion. You know, they feel like they're getting special attention depending well, on the what plan it does, Yeah. Yeah, what it does is, it, and look, and you've seen this, and I've seen this, is, you know, you we're, we're doing a presentation, and, and we're all sitting around, and somebody's cell phone goes off, and they look at whoever it is, and they they put their cell phone down. No, you know, I'm not answering that one. Then, five minutes later, the phone will ring, and they'll look at it, and they jump up, and they, you know, go sprinting toward the exit, because they're going to take this call right now. Well, in a lot of cases, you know what that is. That's that, that's that, that's that's bad customer called the first time, great customer called the second time. But here's the thing: is that that professional is not transparent about who their A customers and their F customers are. What this does is this puts full transparency out there, and it lets the customers then self-select into the level that they want to be in. Yep. And, and you know, I think it, it, for all the commotion, I mean, there was just a big story. I don't know if you saw it, but, you know, the people get freaked out uh, and they're more likely to act bad on airplanes if there's different cabins, first class and coach. I don't know if you saw this story. It's one of these just ridiculous junk science studies from a university. Um, but I think as long as you're transparent, people are okay with it. Of course they are. Of course they are. I mean, and and uh, uh, I'd have to read that that's that that paper, but that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I you know I have it for people. Free Rider Friday. So okay, All right. <laughs> it's a ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous study that got a ton of press. The Economist wrote about it, and a whole bunch of other places talked about it. But I I just find it so stupid. It's unbelievable that we have PhDs doing this type of research. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about it on Free Rider. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One more thing, Ed, as you roll this out, as you as you start an access level agreement and you start to present it to, to customers, how do you suggest it's rolled out? The, the biggest thing, Ron, in this is to give, give people enough notice, and I usually suggest about 90 days. And so say you're going to go live with this July 1st. Right, you would want to have presented the this plan to everyone in your customer base on about on or about April first, and do it w- with this in mind that they are allowed to sign up as quickly and as early as possible after April first, but they're automatically enrolled and covered into the plan for a full let's say 15 months. So it, it, you're, it, while they, they can sign up on April 1st, have it take effect immediately, and then it, it really starts July 1st for the year. So what you're doing is you're creating a, pr- a promotional price, right? So you get bonus coverage 15 months for the price of 12. Right, for those chartered members that sign up. Yep. Excellent. Well, this has been great, Ed. We come back, we'll talk about maybe a little bit more of, of things that uh, – service firms can do or other companies can do to differentiate and and create choices for their customers. In the meantime, folks, we will have full show notes at thesoulofenterprise.com. But now we want to hear from our sponsor, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Four new employees. A 20% increase in revenue. Being one of the 9 million women business owners in the U.S., 
These are your proudest numbers, your landmarks of growth and success. Sage helps you achieve business milestones with cloud and software solutions that lead to deeper financial insights. Believe in your numbers. See what Sage can do for your business. Visit believeinyournumbers.com today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. We are talking about building choices and options. And, Ron, we got a short segment here, so I want to be quick about this. But I do want to give a quick shout-out to my friends at CS3 Technology, who you can take a look on their website. They have developed this thing called the Serve Plan, which is just absolutely fantastic implementation of some of the things I'm talking about here. But just it's more from an IT service perspective. Uh, but there are other organizations that are doing this. Uh, Wayne Schultz, I know, at um, S-Consult. And uh, there, there's just a number of them out there who have done a fantastic job. And the creativity it, it just c- constantly blows me away. It so, is. It's fantastic. Yeah. But but I, I, quickly, I wanted to, you to take us through something that, I, that you've kind of developed over the years. And that is the seven T's to creating fences or choices between different options. What are some of the some of the different things that you can do to create those choices? Well, some of them we've already talked about, but the first one is timing, right? Or turnaround time. Uh, how fast do they want their work done, right? Or if it's an access yep. level plan, how fast are you going to get back to them, right? So turnaround time is always a good one. And Ed, I think payment terms are so important because mm-hmm. terms are just another word for price and the pricers have to figure out you know, how we're going to get paid. And if you're dealing with business owners, why not structure the payment terms around their cash flow? It is really a value-added services, service to be able to structure payment terms around that their cash flow. So if they're a Christmas retailer, they pay you more towards the end of the year than in the summer months they might not pay anything, right? Mm-hmm. Or a 12-month yep. plan, and you just kind of build that financing cost into your price. Uh, the third one is technology, and you can probably address this better than I can, but I, I, I see a lot of different ways to handle this. For instance, if you're a CPA firm, are, are you going to put your client or your customer on the, in the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe at a lower price, they're not in the cloud or they don't get a portal. What, what are some of the ways you see technology being used? Well, and maybe even the exact opposite, right? In that case, you might say, "Listen, you get a better price if you are in the cloud." Because yes, it, right. So you know, you can you can encourage behavior one way or the other. That's right? the other great thing about these uh, options. 
Yep, yep. But uh, technology is also in in our in you know my industry is is you know what technology are you going to use? You might use older technology to solve a problem, or you might do an integration that is well you know define real enough time for an integration. Does it has to happen absolutely immediately? Does it has to happen once an hour? Does the integration have to happen once a day, once a week, or even once a month? So and you could potentially use different technologies to solve that integration problem. So that would be an example of technology. I love it. Uh, older technology to to come up with a lower price, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. The uh, fourth one would be talent. Who who are they going to have access to? Now, this I have qualms about this one, but we do see this. Uh, I was just with an advertising uh, at an advertising conference, and they do it. You know, if you want the the hot shot guy who's winning all the awards on your account. Uh, you'll probably pay more for that. Or if you want to be able to access the partners in a law firm or an accounting firm rather than just the managers or senior people, then you might pay more for that. So I have seen talent used as a differentiator yep. as well. I think it's a, there's some risks there, but it can work. The other one, Ed, is uh, the fifth one is tailoring. How are you going to tailor your delivery of your knowledge to your people is it and i could see i mean there's just a wide array of things here is it going to be all done over skype email face to face mm-hmm. i mean there's just all sorts of different ways to tailor things Mm-hmm. Any kind of customization, customization too, is under tailoring. Um, and just quickly on the talent thing, Ron, don't forget that sometimes talent is also customers' talent versus professionals' talent, right? Yes. How much, how much of, how much of the work in certain cases, and this can't, this can't always be done, especially be perhaps CPA work and law work. But uh, how much, how much work will the 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 customers' organization do themselves? Yep. And, 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 and I think also, too, you always like to point out, and I think this is another brilliant point, uh, who's going to do the project management? And I know that's a big issue in IT, but it's also a big issue in advertising. Mm-hmm. So that, that's yep. another one. Uh, the sixth one is transference, just because we don't uh, like the word training, even though it starts with a T and we prefer education. <laughs> but but like you said, you know, you could you could. Uh, bundle in coming to the Sage Summit, or if your firm puts on special webinars or educational events, you could bundle those into your option. So at the, you know, at the, at the green card option, they have to pay full price, but if they're a gold card, maybe they get a preferred 50% off and platinum, it's unavail- you know, it's a, a, unlimited. They can bring as, even bring guests. Right. Well, this is this is the 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 idea too. Is also, do you want to fish or do you want to want to be given fish, right? And you know, the, there's the the old adage about you know, teach a man to fish and he eats for a lifetime. If you teach him, if you give him a fish, he just eats for the day. But you know what? I, I think there's a little bit of a misnomer in that in terms of knowledge work because sometimes a, a, an organization doesn't want to fish, right? And that, nor should they. For example, in software implementation, there's there's no reason any organization should develop a core competency in implementing new accounting software. That would be really dumb. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 right good point. <laughs> and and of course the seventh T is travel, which is really just another way of saying like out of pocket expenses. Right. And my bias here is if if they're predictable, just to bundle them into your price. But if there are some entities that have truly unpredictable out of pocket expenses, um, then, you know, you can take those into account into your options. 
Th- that's exactly right. I, I what one of the things, Ron? I don't know if, if I've talked to a number of people who have begun to to do this to build travel in, and two things: one, customers like it because they're like, okay, this truly is. I pay this price, and I don't have to ever worry about it. But the other thing is too is that organizations tend to way overestimate the actual travel costs. And it's a huge profit driver. Huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure it can be. And I just, you just never want to focus the customer on things that they don't value. Mm-hmm. And you know, your travel or your overhead items, cost per copy, facts like law firms used to. Do, this is crazy. It's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Focus them on things that they that they truly value. Well, Ed, as usual, we only scratch the surface with these things, but uh, we will definitely post your white paper and, and maybe give some links to these other firms that you mentioned so people can see a live example of this. But what do we have coming up next week? Free Rider Friday, Ron. Ah, right on. That's right. All right. I'll, I look forward to it, and I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the soul of enterprise business in the knowledge economy sponsored by sage energizing the success of businesses and communities around the world through the imagination of our people and smart technology join us next week on friday at 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific in the meantime please do visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com <laughs>